I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> We're live. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to New- Oh, never mind. Welcome to New York. This is different with the headphones on. I can't hear myself as well. I can't hear myself. You know what I mean? Oh, you got to you got to do something with your interface, to, you know. I cuz I can oh, hear myself. Oh, right. Oh, really? Yeah. Interface. Yeah. Well, you're a genius. Yeah, well. That's why they call it Jack Thompson. I'll just keep one headphone off. What's up? Drinking some booch? I am. Drinking some gingerade, which actually I tried to find the blueberry um, ginger kind. And mm-hmm. then I was really disappointed because I had to get gingerade. But it's, it's really hitting the spot. I like blueberry. It. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely get blueberry all day. But gingerade? These are over. I'm going back. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Go back to the old phones. Gingerade's my favorite. You know, I used to, when I worked at Trader Joe's, I would... Um, grab one off the shelf? Grab one off the shelf. It. And I'll pay for it. Actually, wait, I can't switch headphones. Um, <clears throat> Jack Thompson in the house. Nordista Freeze in the house. Episode four of Fun Zone. We're here. You're Hello. at home. Yeah? Me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Your room looks great. Thank you. I got a map behind me. For oh, all those. that's oh. right. It's the map. It's the map. It's the tour map. So that's everywhere you've played. You can't really, I can't really see it. No, you want me to bring it to you? Could you? I mean, yes. That'd be awesome. Only if the host allows. Yeah, bring it. Well, basically, well, oh no, <laughs> it's honestly so hard to get back up. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Yes. I gotta put my headphones back on so I can hear you. Ha ha! This is the United States of America. That's and sick. To the re- oh, sorry. I got to it. the Republic. <laughs> that's a- and that's everywhere you've played. Well, yeah. And there's the diff- the dots, like the different, I don't even know if you can see it, the different um, pins in it. That changes based on how many times I play in the city. Ooh, so red I- means it's hot. Red's hot. Um, and then I've, I've done a lot of this up, up the United States, basically like southern and then to the northeast, but not too far. You're a low-key, you're a low-key road dog. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're always, like, sneakily playing a lot of shows. Honestly, that makes me – it means more to me that you would say that to me than anyone else. <laughs> because everyone knows that you're the ultimate um, Jack Kerouac road dog. I do Maybe. love Jack Kerouac. Probably my second favorite Jack. <gasps> That's too much. It is too much. Um, I saw Memphis was red. I think uh, Houston. Oh, yeah. Memphis is red. I feel like uh, Oklahoma City might be red. I'm surprised all of Texas isn't red. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think that I've, like, I've played Houston much more because my folks are from there. But I do love a Dallas show. Ooh, really? I haven't been able to, like, to go there as much. But the people... I don't know. They just have, I, I, to me, like a different vibe. I think it's they're kind of excitable. That's cool. That's cool. I've played. Uh, I've never played Dallas. I've played Fort Worth. I've played Weatherford, and I've played Denton a bunch of times. Okay, Denton is cool. Denton is sick. College town artists. There's a lot yeah. of bands outside. Yeah. For real. For real. Yeah, and and wait, what's the university right? That's right there. Uh, UNT. 
UNT University. Oh, which is kind of a music school. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure people there have always told me that's why the scene's so good. All the bands I play with know their music theory. So they must really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's classical, the school. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, You know your music theory. Jack Thompson's in the house, who I met at music school. Oh, does anyone have a? Can we call it music school if you? Platonic third, they like to play me. What? (laughs) Did you say platonic third? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh yeah. Okay, so Jack and I met uh, five years ago. That's Uh right. It's been five years. Do do you know how long it takes uh, for a relationship to be lifelong? They say Nashville's a 10-year town, right? So we're halfway there. Oh, no. What was that? That was an assignment. A 10-year town. I wasn't there for that, but I heard about that assignment. The songwriting assignment? Oh, really? No? Well, I didn't do songwriting. I did production, remember? I I should have done songwriting. I thought that that was a Ron Fair thing. Uh, Like, Ron Fair asked everyone to write a song about it being a 10-year town. Ron Fair's a producer. and He was a professor at Lipscomb. Our professor lives in Fairview, took us out there, and we all had like a really good time one time playing songs. That was cool. I played Fight Song. That was awesome. Oh, uh, I wasn't <clears throat> there for that. What? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I actually never really got to know him. I just know him by reputation. He was like everything. He was, he's a really awesome dude. Um, yeah. He's a, he, he's a legend. He's a legend. Um, he believes in a lot of things I am not good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Christina Aguilera's music. I've heard you cover it. You're terrible. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm going. And uh, like being on time. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Tickler. He's yeah. He's like he's like you know every every professional musician's on time. And I'm like, well, I know a lot of musicians that seem pretty professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know mean, what he means. He means like Taylor Swift's backing band or whatever. <laughs> right. But he did like I talked to all those guys and they were all like. You got to start being on time. That's how you make it. And I was like, should I find a new industry? <laughs> Maybe. But also, I feel like those guys probably have pretty different goals than you do. They do. I, I don't know. But also, you know, is that does that mean that <laughs> – I don't know. I feel like backing band is like that's a whole new level of like structure. Yeah, right. That, that I don't think artists are familiar with or – I don't know. Maybe, maybe us artists, we don't have to adapt to that, right? (laughs) We just show up whenever we want. (laughs) No, I I have a schedule. I don't know. Yeah, you're one of the most like you. You are so professional. You you get things done. That that is a that is a something that is very true about you. Um, you just finished your Kickstarter. That's right. Maybe uh, last. I think when when did it end? Like a month ago, maybe it's like July 18th, maybe. Yeah, I I don't I think it was July. You're right. It was somewhere in there. It's all a blur. I'm on your website now. It says it was last updated in, but I don't know what that means. Oh. Um, you raised, you had 405 people back your Kickstarter. You raised twenty eight thousand nine hundred and thirty seven dollars. Dude, that is insane. Thank you, man. I I yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's. I don't think that it really hit me that we had raised that much. And maybe it still hasn't. I'm really grateful for the individual pledges. And I've been, you know, looked at all those 405 people. And some some of them, it says like guests. And, but I still like, 
have been through all of them. And I, I'm so grateful. Uh, but I don't think the total, like the cum- cumulative total of money has hit me. And I don't know if I'm like, I think for lack of a better word, grateful for that. Mm-hmm. That like the, that the record is funded. I think I'm just like, right. oh, so-and-so, you know, like, oh, that's, you know. Totally, totally. And it, it is like, it's a completely different mindset than it is uh, when you're just like working a job. Like doing a yeah. Kickstarter is like, you receive a lump sum of money um, yeah. to, do, to do a big project. Like it's a, there's a lot of weight being thrown around. And uh, I know that you know that because you have spent, I mean, our whole friendship, the whole time I've known you, you've been slowly working towards this. Uh, it's not like when I first met you, you were like, I'm going to launch a Kickstarter. Uh, no, but, yeah. but just like the debut album, like especially over the last year or two, has become more and more pressure where you've been touring a lot and there's been people who are just like, we want music. We want recorded music. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You're right. I mean, I've been talking about it since probably 2009. I was like, I'm going to make it, you know, make my first album. And uh, yeah, I remember someone I care about asking, like, I guess this was like six or seven years ago, but they're like, do you, are you serious and i was like i thought it was pretty clear that i was serious since 2009 about it Mm -hmm. but i think that the the pace that i was at uh it was hard hard to notice especially at first that i was um trying to get where i was going yeah yeah but thank you it is it does feel like i maybe like had a big payday after a lot of years of effort maybe right before yeah before the record totally i mean i totally relate to the i think 2009 like the acting action might be the same year for me I, um it's probably like sixth or seventh grade when i started making music and being like yep i'm gonna do this forever and yeah. um you know it's it takes a long time for people to really believe in that i mean i'm sure there are people i could talk to now who still think i'm from like my childhood who still don't think that i'm like totally doing it or going to do it you know and yes. i'm still just young i don't know oh uh, there are still people that I, I i'm like friends with on facebook that i don't think i don't know well <laughs> at all but i'm just hoping that i'm like someday when i release my first single you're going to love it and then <laughs> yeah. i will feel validated because <laughs> 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 Yeah, but I mean, maybe it is time for me to release some of those, some of those. Uh, yeah, I think everybody might be that way. Everybody wants their hometown to love them. Or yeah, right. And uh, and you're gonna return home to your uh, your high you school. Uh, your high school. What is it called? Reunion. Alma mater. You're you're gonna go to the reunion, the the five year, the ten year reunion, and show up and just be a total beast. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, you really did it. They're like, she turned her life around. And then <laughs> you're the kid, you walk up and you're like, yes, I, I won like least likely to get married by the age of 55. <laughs> but, but here I am. I'm beautiful. Still yeah. not married. But, <laughs> but my career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I kickstarted a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah no label was interested but i did it on my own and they're like what is a kickstarter you're like well (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I, I believe that you. Uh, I believe you've already succeeded. I. I cannot wait for the. I mean, when is what is the timeline? Oh, that's is one of the timeline? scariest questions. Oh um, snap! Yeah, I mean, people are gonna receive the albums in in the mail uh, before August of twenty twenty one. Whoa! That that is what I have. Uh, which you know, that's a year from now. So we've got a couple days. Um, yeah. But I mean, we, right now we're in pre-production and we're we're looking at budgets and we're looking at how we're going to record the album and whether that's going to be live tracked or hybrid. One of the things that we're trying to protect and I like the word protect and my producer that I'm working with Quinn Redmond, he's used that a lot, but sort of the mm. raw performances of um of these live video one takes that I've done cuz that's kind of the only way I've shown people my music is that I had to do these fairly low pressure live take recordings so I could put them up on YouTube. So I would just even show up on Google. Right. Yeah. But it'd have uh, something so that people could know who they're going to see live. Cause you've been. Oh yeah. Like I, I can't imagine having, not having those and be working with Quinn. Because right. I, I mean, like, if he hadn't been to a, sh- if you know, if he wasn't at a show, then and he wasn't, right? And what would he had to look at? So I'm really grateful. Wow. For a lot of videographers, our friend Clay, Mortensen, yeah, and Ines Lopez, like they, I don't know, I feel like they put me on the map, and I, I Ines, oh, yeah, some ama- some amazing people. Clay is helping out with this very production. Um, I you know. I saw that on Instagram. He's he's working. Did he do some uh, some sort of uh, edits around the faces of your guests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he changed the thumbnail to make it look more legit, which is awesome. And he also taught me some just like some of the deep YouTube stuff I didn't really know. Like when people watch this very video, they're going to see like a thing up top that's like, click on this, you know, or at the end being like, here's another video. Yeah. No, just that stuff. I mean. Oh, are you gonna premiere it? Do you? I've, I've not done the premiere thing. It does seem kind of cool. cool, especially with long form. Yeah. Because it's tough. You're like, I have three minutes to tell everybody to be here. Mm-hmm. That is true. That would be cool. Um. But yeah, Clay's awesome. Clay, the video you did with Clay is awesome. Uh, Inez and also Quinn, who we were talking about. Quinn, who's helping with yeah. production. He's amazing. Yes. He and I are co-producing the record. Cool. Is he engineering it too? From what I understand, he will be, you know, mostly engineering. We may go Mm -hmm. to a studio and he may have an assistant engineer. I would, I kind of like that idea of him being able to step away from hitting record um, and, you know, focusing on preamps and whatnot. Cause I liked him to just be himself. Yeah, totally. But, but also, you know, that's like kind of a budget thing. It it helps. It helps tremendously. That was one of the choices that, you know, you have whenever you're choosing a producer. You're like, well, I'd love to find a guy who really knows how to work Pro Tools. Yeah, for sure. And can engineer. And he, he can. He's a whiz. Yeah. He's a whiz. He's, uh, he's also great with live sound. I've been to a couple of shows that he's yeah. sound for. I've been to it. Yeah, I've been to a couple of shows and you like show up at the back and you're like, oh, Quinn's here. Yeah. 
Quinn is awesome. Yep. Such a, such a likable person too. Quinn is just like, I I consider Quinn a good friend. And uh, also I've been a fan of Quinn's since high school. Um, when he worked on an album by a band called Punchinello, which was like my f- favorite local oh, band dude. in high school. You told me about that. A band that I hadn't heard of, but you, when was that? I mean, that album must have come out in 2013 or. Are they still a know. group? Um, no, they're not. Um, they all started doing different stuff, but uh, they, they had endless potential. And my band that I did with Sam and Grant mimicked and Gentry mimicked their band because it was like me standing up doing percussion and then having like a guitar player they had like a guitar player and a mandolin player and a standing percussion player and that's what we had too so that's okay yeah 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 so so anyway quinn was a big figure to me and it's been cool to get to like slowly interact with him more and like consider him a friend now it's like kind of crazy you know what i mean those are those are it's the uh it's the things like that when you feel like you've made it or, or that you feel like I mean, you're always still making it, but there are things that you c- can celebrate and, and you should celebrate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Even, yeah, I, I'm still shocked that, that we're working together. Because I'm, I'm such a fan of his work with Flyco, which, which you know, the real yeah. guys. I love that that's, that world is sort of connected to this new world of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And then, of course, Stephen Day. His his album is incredible. Oh, did did he work with Stephen Day? Yeah, he made uh, that that whole record that Stephen wow. Day actually. Cool. I, oh, I'm scared. I don't want anyone to quote me on this. <laughs> I won't say it, but I think he might have produced. I think he might have produced Stephen's first record too. Are you serious? I think so. We can try to look it up. Dude, I've never met Stephen Day. He seems like a really cool dude. And all roads are always leading towards me meeting him. I just met, really? uh, well, I've just recently become a little bit better friends with Jordy Searcy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Another amazing artist. Let's Song see. credits. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's written. not on. I See, that's why I don't know. Some of these songs say written like... by Stephen Day and Quinn Redman. Produced by Quinn Redman. Well, do, the Black and White album, the one... The one, uh, Underground Romance and the Moses and Me. The one that I know that Quinn produces, guess I'm grown now. Cool. Um, That's awesome. I did, you have to work on that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what an awesome opportunity. And now Jack Thompson. That's an awesome opportunity too. I can tell you you're taking this all as seriously as I would expect. Um, one thing I've always admired about you is your, your ability to just really – work hard on things and you're very precise and you like the fact that you have a year till it's coming out that's like such a (laughs) nice form of self-respect where you're actually gonna get to like really make this good um i would probably have like given myself six months and then like stressed everybody out um you know no but that's (laughs) yeah thank you thank you that that, but i i think i think it's two roads to get to the same place and maybe i I don't know I think that there's, yeah, I think that that's, that's what's best for you. I don't know. I, I really, I like the way that you mm. make records. I do. Well, that, I do appreciate is, that. When is your, I, I, you've been releasing singles. Three, four now? Three. Um, let's see. Wisteria, first time, Dolphin. Four. The Christmas song, four. if you count it. Hey, Gigi, and now Fight Song. So 
five. five or six, yeah. Wait, so the Christmas song's gonna be on the on, on your <laughs> new project? Uh no, I think that the Christmas song and I might re record the Christmas song, but I'm just I think I'm just slowly making a Christmas album like throughout my life. That's chipping funny. away. So- <laughs> it's like a song yeah. a year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I love totally. Christmas music, but I don't want to like write a Christmas album. Yeah. But I do, but I don't want to like. You're like I don't want to. I don't want to do that right now. I don't want to spend the next six two months, months in October. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Two months, six months. Um. Okay, this is gonna yeah. be really weird, but I'm gonna mute my mic really quick and blow my nose. You oh. Okay yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I um that was smooth. Thank you. I, I'm having <laughs> trouble with my nose running. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda scary. I I've actually had a lot of friends who are having getting like allergies right now and everybody's oh. trying to figure out if they have COVID or not. You know, they're like, I don't know yeah. anyone that has it and I don't have any of the symptoms, but I have allergies. But then like allergies are like low yeah, key halfway symptoms. Oh yeah. And, and then if you don't feel well, you're like, it's probably a cold, but no, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, and all, I got COVID tested today just cause that was, <laughs> <laughs> I told freeze. We weren't going to talk about that, but I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you knew, you knew you're like, if I give her the opportunity, <laughs> if I, if I mention COVID and I just get quiet and make her need say the next thing. That's why I'm drinking ginger too. I'm really trying to. Cool. No. Yeah. I'm, I, it is weird. It's like, I think, I think it's good to just get tested mm-hmm. every once in a while. I hope that it's not a, I think I really should have, but I hope it's not a waste of resources. I think that it's probably being safe. So. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm always afraid of saying the wrong thing, but I think that there's, enough tests to go around these days i think that they're encouraging yeah it, so um well that's cool i'm glad you i'm glad you did that are you uh so you are living here full-time you've lived here when did, when did you officially move into this place you're in right now and just decide to not you know not even going back for the holidays like you are a nashville resident 2017 wow. oh i got my uh tennessee driver's license whoa um there she is. Wow, you look good. Thank you. It was a good day. You look, you look casual. Like, it's a cool pic. Normally people look kind of freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to try my best to make this a good photo. And I knew that it was going to get sabotaged, but it didn't. Because <laughs> they're always like, can you open your eyes more? And you're like. Yeah, exactly. And then you just look terrible. They told me not to smile so much. I was like cheesing, you know, I was like. <laughs> and they were like, this isn't a joke. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I- <laughs> I just had the cop would be like, hey, can you smile like in your ID? And then I would smile at the cop too. I know. Yeah. They're like, sir. Yeah. Great. All my teeth are, these teeth are all different now than when I got that picture. So good thing mm. I didn't. Um, so you are from Cyprus. Yes. Cyprus, Texas. Yeah. Which is um, a suburb of Houston or no, it's not. It's its own city. No, it's its own city. That was rude. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I know. I, I, uh, I know all of your hometown is listening to this. They're all going to send me nasty emails. Cyprus is its own. Yeah, no, it, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, it, everything, Houston kind of eats all the towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's so, a massive city. Houston is insane. Every time I play there, which I started doing because of you, yeah. I'm like just like when I go from your house, when I'd stay with your family into the city to play in Houston, it never felt like we were like leaving one town, entering the other. It's just a sprawling yeah. insanity, just buildings forever. Yeah. I, I, I think that there are really, really great parts of Houston that I'm, that I, I don't know. I feel like I just haven't seen a lot of them. I, I, right. I've like, to me, Houston was very much like highways and um, like uh, car lots and strip malls. Yeah. Um, which I, I, you know, I don't want to speak ill of any city because I know that there's a fantastic art scene, but it's, you know, downtown and right. Um, I, I much prefer um, just access like Nashville. So small Kansas city, Missouri, mm-hmm. one of my favorite places. It's the same way. It's tight. What? Knit. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I probably touring there. I, I, I thought Roanoke was so beautiful, but Kansas city was exciting. Roanoke. What, what state? Virginia. Roanoke, Virginia. I've never been to Roanoke yeah. or to, I've never played in Kansas City. Why are you, what are these gigs? Dude, maybe. Jack, uh, what's going on? We, we, we had one conversation about touring together and it was a long time ago. That would be sick. We would have fun together. Um, mm-hmm. We could do house shows. I we would love a little it. whiplash with our sets. <laughs> yeah, right. I would love, I would love to try to bring it down, but I think you might also. I'm gonna have to bring the it full up. band. So yeah. Yeah. You were the full band is sick. Your your full band shows that I've seen are awesome. Um, getting I, S. Grant Parker in the band. Who else? Z. Swan sometimes. Z. Swan. Ethan Sullivan. Ethan Sullivan sometimes. Uh, Cheyenne Metters. Cheyenne Metters on bass. Oh, yeah, Jasmine Bridgeforth on bass too. Oh yeah, Jasmine. Not at the same time. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I Trevor? have to bring in. Oh yeah, Trevor. Trevor's great. Love Trevor. So many, so many great players. Blake Talent. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know Blake. Have you? He's got two L's in his name. What? Blake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's amazing. He's like texture guy on guitar. Like anytime you you're like, I want the guitar to kind of like scream here or yeah. make a soft purring noise. He'll just be like, Oh, this. Wait, didn't yeah. didn't Rod Taylor play in your band once? You know what? Yes. Because <laughs> y'all played Little played... Floater. Yeah. Oh, and that was... Uh, By uh, NRBQ. Bo. Bo Tackett was there, too. Bo That's Tackett, the, the guitar player for Blake Shelton. Pretty cool. Yeah. I know. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean no. to drop it. But... No, dude. It's sick. No. It's so sick, and he's great. Honestly, he's I'm big. a much bigger Bo Tackett fan than I am Blake Shelton I think oh. that's okay to say. I don't think. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think Blake will ever see this, but I mean, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, Blake Sheldon, he's the one who's like on American Idol and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's got like Which... a bar downtown, I think. Oh I gotta, yeah, they yeah, all do. I gotta respect the uh, this entrepreneurial mindset of these people. Yeah. Who are like, yeah, I'll just become a household name by being on American Idol. Red... That's pretty sick. It's called like Red, Red Dog or something. Red Dog. Red dog. I thought it was Big Red, but that's a bubble. <gasps> yeah, right. Big Red. But yeah, no, it is. Well, wow, sweet. It's after a dog, I think. It's about a dog. I think it's about a song. 
all the guys they have you know like florida georgia line bar will be named after a song mm-hmm. right uh i think they're just called fgl house they're just swagging out yeah they're like we don't need we don't yeah this guys this guys are just swagging out yeah. <laughs> they're crazy man that'd be cool do you ever want to have a bar one day with your name on it oh <sighs> i would want okay you're gonna go next okay I would want, I think, more of like a retreat center <laughs> where like people can come songwrite and it wouldn't be called um, FGL House. It would be called like a name of a song or maybe it would be, you know, named after Pimberly in uh, Pride and Prejudice or That would some, be so cool. Yeah. Isengard could be after Lord of the Rings. But yeah, it's basically like a songwriter's retreat and also, you know, just bunk beds for days. I love that. I'd make cinnamon rolls and um, there'd be a studio. The place where the National, they have an album out. The dark one, the one where it's a dark cover. It's a black cover mm-hmm. of the house. Yes. That's a studio that I, that I assume he recorded the record there. And then the Lone Whoa. Bellow just recorded their most recent record there. But that's like a studio in the middle of nowhere, you know, top notch. That it's is just really a lone cool. house. I love that idea. Yeah, right. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. That would be sick. Oh. And then people could go there and write and just be inspired. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, let's just wander over to the, to the studio. That would be incredible. I think that's the dream. My that's sister's sick. an accountant. So I, I just like always imagine us sort of sailing into Toget- the together. West. Yeah, I think so. I think I would like to run a business with her. That so would man, be cool. cool. Yeah. What about you? Where's 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 your Broadway bar? I think that I would have a a some sort of like adventure science center or like that uh, that one in St. Louis, whatever it's called. The uh, Oh, I've never been, but I've the heard all about the, it. Where like you can just go and it's like it's a playground for, adults, for kids and adults. Yeah. Yeah. Um, places like that, I would create some sort of just crazy place that got you inspired. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. It would also That's be awesome. fun to have like a place that has live music. Um, but that would also seems really difficult. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, I would want it to be a place that stays fresh, not a place that. I, I don't know what I mean by that. I just <laughs> stays want fresh. It, yeah, I just wouldn't want it to be like a dingy bar that like has bad vibes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you could. You I don't know. want it to be positive. That's all. That's all I mean. If you were more of a venue than a bar, I feel like you could. Mm-hmm. You could really curate it. Yeah, it'd be fun to have a place that's really curated. Um, yeah. I would love to, like, work on building sets and then people, <gasps> you know what I mean? Ooh. And then there'd be, like, a, a a band would be there for, like, two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, the basement did that with uh, Delta Ray. That's right. They had, right. like, a set. Were you there? Yeah, I saw when Dave's Highway opened up for them. Okay, you remember the guy? <laughs> Do you remember the guy who had the um, – the preacher's outfit like a yeah classic sort of british 
that's what I imagine. I see it in BBC movies all the time. I was terrified because he that kept shouting scary. at us that, um, yeah, that, that the Lord is coming. Yeah, there was some sort of this weird week. spiritual, like, but like faux spiritual, like, oh, yeah, dark totally. stuff going on. <laughs> Which, yeah, and oh my gosh, Zach and I were just talking about this is like taking like spiritual things and sort of like tucking them into secular music and stuff that people are familiar with can be really cool. Um, mm. Like I have a, I'm writing a song right now and nobody steal this, but uh, I'm writing a song where the bridge is just, I feel a presence in this place tonight. I feel like everything's going to be just fine. Wow. And I like that. That's sort of like worship hands in the air sort mm. of thing, but you're, you know, you're singing. Yeah. Just about like a a crowd of people uh, in a, in one of those venues that you curated. Yeah, right. It's and it can be openly interpreted, I guess, either way too. You know, yeah. however they hear it. That's cool. Are you? Uh, well, am I going to know a lot of the songs on the album? I think so, um, but I also kind of um, part of me part of me is part of me is thinking maybe no. So you don't even know what song's going to be on it. You're still That's deciding. Right. You have just a surplus. Right. I have like three that are absolutely going on the record. Really? Yeah. And then there's, of course, there's, you know, more to choose from. And I'm not, I'm not thinking, I'm not looking at songs like their backup plans necessarily, but I am like, I'm going to, I'm going to write to try to beat those. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's possible. I think I still got some juice in me before. Yeah. yeah. Let's do but also it's like uh, sometimes you revisit a song and you realize, wow, that was great the whole time. Like I just needed to like get away from it or like literally I just needed like to speed it up or, you know, put a different yeah. beat on it or add some BGVs. All of a sudden you, it just makes sense. Like uh, I rewrote a part of the melody of a song that I've been working on and even performing live. And I feel so much better now. I'm like, Man, all it was was that bridge melody I didn't like. You know, it's just like I was about to scrap the whole song because I was just like, this doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Do I know it? Um, I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's fine. We've been playing. It's pretty, pretty new. I don't think you've. I don't think. Have you played on on tour before? Yeah, I've just been on. I've just been on tour. I don't remember when the last time I played original music in Nashville was. So. Oh, because you you play those shows that are like dedicated to everyone in the 1980s space prom yeah were yeah, you at space prom space prom i was i've been there cool every single time yeah that's sick wow thank you a couple times i didn't um want to be there no i did want to be there um <laughs> a couple times i didn't dress up and you made me feel really bad about it no i didn't there's no way i did you did you walked up to me and you go Maybe you were joking. I bet you were, but, but it's just real enough for me to be like, all right, I'm going to dress up next time, which is the whole point of those, the fake mad, right? Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, I think so. Wait, I thought you dressed as a uh, Yoda. I did. I, I, that was the most recent one. Cool. But, but the, first, the first one with like Toto and, and everything, and I think you were Elvis. 
I was like I was like Elton John, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Which which explains the heels. Oh. oh, I was something. I was something crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I remember you, kind of hurtling your body towards me. And it was honestly terrifying. You had all this makeup on, and a hat on. But what scared me the most <laughs> was not that you had all this makeup and that you were dressed strangely. It was that your gait was so changed by the right. way that you were wearing heels. Wow. It it was I didn't like it. Did it make you feel it like made you like disassociate for a second? You're just like, I don't know who this is, I kind of do. Yeah, no, I, I think I felt that before. Yeah. That's a crazy feeling. You're like, that's my homie, but your brain is like, no, stranger. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was like a weird it was like a not not the same as like watching it or like a, a <laughs> movie, but it's like a familiar like not I don't know how to explain it. Maybe yeah, everybody right. else everybody else should tell me how to how to feel about it or how to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm glad you came to that. I know that uh well, I don't know. I it always means a lot when you come to a show. I don't know, maybe it's just cuz we're best friends, but I also feel like it's not always exactly where you would be if it wasn't for me. I, I feel like you're kind of being a good friend by coming, not just like going to party. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I've been absent from a lot of shows and I don't. You don't like shows. Is that true? I don't, I don't, I don't like the intimate nature of Nashville shows, I think. Like the social aspect? Well, attending them. Uh, uh, I love, I like playing Nashville shows because I feel really supported and, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. But uh, attending them is sometimes, I don't know. I think that, I think it's hard to like watch the show, but then also like hang out and then mm-hmm. meet new people. And then there are several people that you're supposed to remember and you don't. Yeah. That happens almost every <clears throat> show. I think I just get really uncomfortable and a little yeah a little anxious right but uh but when i go to like a a show like you know dawes in san antonio or something i feel i feel pretty good maybe maybe Hmm. it's something else right so it's not it's not live it's not the live music it's like you like to sit down or like have your space and like see a good show of a band you like but you're right i mean it is a different thing when you go to a show like a small bar on the east side and your friends are playing yes. and everybody stands inside but then there's not really a push to the front it's like as soon as the band's in everybody goes outside yeah smoke a cigarette yes. so it's, it's like this big like social thing and totally it's it's an event and i mm-hmm. i think i want it to either be a party or a show and i like because at shows i focus at parties i socialize mm. yeah I, I actually that's interesting because I feel like I can I can understand I can sympathize but then at the same time I'm just like oh it's the best of both worlds <laughs> exactly. for me I'm like I get to do my two favorite things <laughs> yes yeah no I I yeah but also like some some shows have have like some of your shows have really met me where like you know some of your really intimate house shows where you're just on acoustic guitar and it's like our buddies mm-hmm. that I. Love that, and then like space problem. 
when I'm wearing a costume and I'm like one of the hundreds of people there. Right. Sometimes like that, that helps a little bit. Yeah. Those space problems actually feel like a, I mean, they feel like a big thing. It's like, yeah, the crowd really is like pushing to get to the front. And I'm like yes. in a, I'm in like a green room. <laughs> oh, Which is, that is- that's different than normal. Normally, I'm, I don't go to, I don't have green rooms, you know. I've rarely had a green room yet in my career, I feel like. That was one of the two times <laughs> that my friends were playing a show and I felt like I couldn't go see them. You felt like is, if I you went to the green room, you'd be like, I felt like I would here? be turned away. Not because of when I, not, I wasn't invited, but I was like, this is too legit for me not to have it, like an armband i'm going to need a necklace <laughs> or something that was it was that and then carly's show uh at the basement east with with jordy oh, grant just yeah. like beeline for the green room and i waited outside because i couldn't i was like i'm definitely not supposed to be here this is way too cool grant's got that like lifetime yes like swagger to him where he will just he's like oh yeah whatever <laughs> yes he will he will always have that he's also played a ton of shows (laughs) yeah the other day i saw a woman fall in love with grant in like a drive-thru he was just so sweet and was like so kind and it was just himself but like really open and she was just like this is it yeah and i was like all right I, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's so cute. I wish I had seen This is the part that. where I go, I don't get it. <laughs> Dude, I've seen so many people fall in love with Grant. <laughs> Me too, man. He's so lovable. Like, fall in love with him, maybe romantically, or maybe just, they're like, I want this person in my life. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love Grant? No. No one. No one doesn't. I, I think I probably had a two-week crush on him before I was buddies with him wow that's interesting because he hated you (laughs) that's right should we talk about this (laughs) the man i play with most (laughs) it started off tumultuously it did start tumultuously he did not understand you no and i think i i think i under i never i really liked him i thought he was awesome i always understood him (laughs) no no, i'm not saying that but I think that's fair. I mean, I think probably, I think Grant gave pretty good vibes out to everybody. So, so for context, we all, as I've already talked about twice, I guess in this, here's this podcast, just because uh, Jack and then Ella and Grant, I mean, we all went to this music program together as 20 students. We embarked on this brand new Lipscomb's contemporary music program uh, under Charlie Peacock and uh, which we already talked about Charlie a lot, but I mean, I, I heard about that on Ella. Too, I'm sure. But, on uh, yeah, that was special. But anyway, uh, really, really, uh, like, I think it was like one of the first days of class. We were all like talking about what we could do. And I think Jack was just really, you were just really excited. And I think Grant thought that you were just over eager. Because you, you said you, you were like saying you could play like every instrument and you were just. I, the story gets bigger every time. I mean, I, I'm not denying that I think I was a bit of a jerk and a... Sure, I would never th- said not a jerk. jerk. But I was at least a show-off. I, I was trying to flex. I mean, you were going for it. And I think well, everybody... What else did you do? I Who think could... everybody... Go ahead. Everybody thought it was for Charlie's benefit, but it was just as much for y'all's. 
Mm. Like I was trying to impress the authority figure in the room, but also I was like, I, I, I think I thought that y'all were much cooler than me. And I was like, well, at least I like sort of played cello. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you like, he's like, does anybody play a string instrument? And I kind of survey the room. I'm like, me. <laughs> yeah. It felt like the right time to like kind of one up everybody. You were like, ooh, ooh. You were more like that. You were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I also, I've, 2015 me was, I don't think I knew how like concerned I was about fitting in in school and worried. Mm. But also, uh, yeah, I was excitable. I'm still excitable, but I think. You are. That's one I, thing that we connect on, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And so we get pumped up. We get on the same wavelength that it's like at a party or just like on tour or whatever we're doing. We just like. Yes. <laughs> we do get synced up. And I feel like we, I, I don't know. I feel like you're a friend that I just like really relate to. I feel like in the, in the moment we both can like, we can walk into a room and be like, we're doing this together. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you should have been my date to like prom in high school. You know what I mean? Oh. We could have just like. like- we didn't marry, but we are best friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And we would like walk into the room where the dance is going. On. We both would be like, "This is not very fun." Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah and then we would have gone we'll to like Waffle worm. House. Oh, yeah, or, or done the. Uh, but first, we did the worm, and then we, we wormed went, our way out. <laughs> I did do the worm. Dude, you remember whenever um, you would do that thing where you would you would ask someone to like help you up. And then you would take oh. their hand and then you would throw yourself forward as yes. if they like with super strength had, had just, you know, I, like lifted me weight and like just yanked me back onto the floor. And you would do that to me after class and, you know, professors were there, maybe, um, you know, the Dean of the college would walk in and I'd be throwing you around <laughs> And I, I was just like, I couldn't do anything but just kind of barrel over and laugh and then go for it again. I'll be like, I'll help you out, man. But that, so, and, then, and then those rolling still do that. chairs, the rolling chairs were like, <laughs> it was, and occasionally people would be like, freeze, are you? And then they'd be like, oh. Yeah, they quickly realized I was just prank. Another big prank I would do was I would always lock myself in the studio at the Coho. Then somebody would knock on the door and I would unlock it and say, come in. And then I would jump out the window and then I'd run in through the front door. So by the time that, they opened it, I would be behind them. And they'd be like, wait, example. who's in the studio? And I'd be there waiting at the door. I'd be like, yeah, who's in the studio? And they'd be like, what? Who's behind me? When people don't understand your energy and I have to explain it to them. <laughs> I'm like, or we're we're just chatting about you, and I'm I say this is my bit, my freeze bit is that no one commits to a joke quite like Nordista Freeze does. Wow! And I tell them the story of you, of me opening the studio, and then you would jump out the window, which wasn't like a regular window; it was quite a drop. You would jump out the window, and then I'd look out the window, and you'd be behind me. <laughs> and then we would we would like do this sequence. I don't know how you would start over. And then if, eventually, I, I was like, I was like, I have to leave Freeze. <laughs> and there's a, there was the way that this was set up back in the day, and still is. <laughs> there's a studio, and then there's a like a couple houses, and then there's a football field. That's right. A long way away, like a couple blocks. 
I get in my car. I go around the right side of this. There's you could you could make a giant circle that would take about two minutes in your car to complete. Mm-hmm. I had like taken a right, took another right, and then I took another right because <laughs> I just like had tried to com- you know complete the square. I think you knew where I was going because I like a minute and a half later I see you sprinting shoes off just like trying to complete the joke of like i'm here and then i'm not (laughs) it was it was crazy i forgot i did that yeah i would that sounds like i always wind up running in these stupid bits that i commit to i always wind up running and i just get so tired and i can't stop (laughs) you threw my phone on a roof oh yeah i did i threw your phone on the roof during class or something, I don't. I just remember you being outside. Like, where's my? Oh, oh, oh! It was like a. It was like you could see the roof from the window of the class. So my goal was yeah. for you to like look outside the window of class and see your phone is just on a roof, but not know how to access it. I think but, I was scared that one that that I'd gone too far. I remember being pretty nervous. Yeah, I was pretty mad. <laughs> but also, you can't help but someone throws your phone on a roof. And all your friends are around laughing at you. You kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I, I was pretty upset, but I, I think I was laughing pretty hard. My problem is that I care too much about, I don't want to make people upset. So I, I want to do these jokes that are way too far, but then I, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> uh, once in a while, you've gone too far. When you go too far, you feel so stupid if you let yourself. Cause you're just like, why did I put that person's phone on the roof? You know, once, if someone condescending really puts you in your place, you're like, oh, I'm a total fool. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Uh, oh. But that's gross. I'm not about that. Getting <laughs> reprimanded is one of the worst things. Truly. That could, you know, happen in your daily life. You know, even like <laughs> someone honking at you because you got too close to them on their bike. Oh, oh, yeah. You can't honk from a bike, but you know what I mean. Like if they yell at you and they're like, hey, man, you're like, I can't. It's like getting a ticket. Yeah, totally. Tickets are the ultimate getting reprimanded, getting reprimanded by the man. Yeah. I got pulled over last night by a cop and he was just like, or two nights ago. And he was just asking me a bunch of questions. He was like, did you steal your van? It was crazy. I think I talked about it last night on the show. Yeah, it was weird. I was just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all I feel good. Like that was. I don't like that. I definitely think the cops stopped me, especially when I'm driving through Brentwood, because of my long hair and my minivan. But it's okay. I'm pretty chill about it these days. Um, as long as I don't have to go back to the traffic school, I'll be okay. You yeah. know. Well, you call me if you can't, if you feel like you can't represent yourself. I'll just tell somebody off. I would love that. Yeah. I haven't seen Speaker you. Um, I haven't seen you since. I guess we listened to Ella's album together. Yeah. Ella had yeah. a social distance party that we talked about in Ella's show. Um, we got to hear her album in the studio that they recorded it in. It was so cool. What a wholesome night. I, th- I cried. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was I really was- sweet. It was epic. I, I think I told you this that, uh, that night, but I felt like leaving that. I felt like the baton was being handed to you. Um, out of all of our friends, like who from college, like 
I feel like it's your time to shine. Like you're about to do something really big, you know, like everybody's always shining. Everybody's always supporting each other. But then like something like when an al- a friend drops an album or maybe for me, it's like space prom or something, you know? Yeah. Your time to shine. It's like your birthday. It's just so <sighs> special. And I feel like, I mean, I know you've got a year ahead of you still, but Thank you're like you. you're in, in a lot of ways you're getting towards the end of this journey on this album, which is pretty, in, in other ways you haven't yeah. even started, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, the fact that you're even making it, I mean, that's a feel like a big step for you. I mean, doing the Kickstarter, raising all the money, but then also just like committing to being like, no, I'm just going to set a deadline. Cause I mean, you've had yeah. endless discussions with people about like, if you should make oh, an yeah. album or. Zach and I were scheduled to make an EP in 2017. You remember setting that up? Whoa. Zach Swan and I, we were like, let's make an EP. And then he sat me down and he was like, maybe you shouldn't finish this in three months. Cause I think that was my timeline. I think I was so fed up with waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I could like go back and tell myself like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Like you're even 2019 me like hearing night after night about like, I don't know. I felt like people were asking like why I was so slow in, in some ways. And I don't think that they meant it that way, but I think that I was like, I got really in my head about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember those times. I remember it, it became, it came a point where, I mean, within the last year where people were really wanting you to make this album because you've just been getting more and more attention and people have been uh, getting more and more excited about your music and at the same time you take your time like in a good way you're very healthy and about the steps you take and you know people are like oh when do we get to hear it and you're like well it's not ready yet yeah and everybody's got a different pace everybody's got a different style of putting out music like we were saying and um like even you and I we yeah music a lot differently um I love that though I love I love the unexpected freeze drop. Thank you. Yeah. It makes me really happy. I, I love, I love you releasing music. I think that's I appreciate that. happening every, every time it can. Are you just, are you putting out singles? Yeah, definitely. I, I am. Cool. Yeah. I, I want to put it out as best as I can. And I think that singles are the way to get new, uh, new listeners on board before the album. I, I've been thinking about releasing it first as uh, this is super, this may not happen, but releasing essentially like a four song album or wow EP. And then those songs would be on the record, much like Henry Jameson did. But also I've seen artists recently, they put out a single, they put out a second single and the, the second single is titled that, but it has two tracks. Right. And it's the first single and the second single. And they mm-hmm. do that up to four. So you sort of have this faux EP. Right. It's, it's not an EP unless you label it that. And then you, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, the EP. Mm-hmm. Which That'd I think cool. Hen- Henry Jamison essentially, like, he put out an EP. And I don't think it's out. It's I don't think it's up there anymore. But everybody was like, right. Henry Jamison's new EP. It was literally just vocabulary for press, I think. Right. Which in that I get, you know, excited about that. I'm all about um, making the most of what we're making. Right. Totally. I mean, that's one of the reasons why singles are so 
yeah. fun is that you you really just get to like milk every single song. Um, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like when you put out an album, is really really exciting. Like in in a case like Ella's, like she right. got some singles, but people aren't gonna really understand it until they hear the album. Yeah. You know? That's is, so uh, interesting. Do you feel like, is your album gonna? Do you think it's gonna feel like really cohesive? Is it gonna feel like? Or is it gonna be conceptual at all? Just like um, string I, of hits. Well, <laughs> string of hits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like? Uh, I see what you're saying. Like, is this gonna feel like you know a '50s record where it's just like here are a bunch of dope songs? Yeah, yeah. Where they're like pretty disconnected. I whenever you asked, whenever you said cohesive, I thought you meant recording style. Which, that too, maybe just like production. Yeah, the production of the recording style is gonna be really consistent. That's my favorite. My favorite records are. It feels like it was recorded in one room like a set it was a session almost. yeah which yeah. we when we may we may not do that we mm-hmm. but we want it to feel like the listener walked into the studio put headphones on and then watched the session and i think that that's important with like with mixing too is that you hear the hear ear in your earphones you feel like the drums are over here and the background vocals are maybe a little bit closer to you and then the Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm really excited about that as as making it feel like the room, and you can do that with different ways. I just learned about this Quinn Redman, who's producing the record. He, uh, which we already talked about, he talked about noise. Noise is like the walls. For instance, with Billie Eilish, there's like no noise. You feel like you're in like this this dark ether of Billie and her voice and she, yes. you know it's nothing and then she's like she'll sing you and you feel like the room's not there but this as soon as there's a little bit of noise in the track you're like oh i can i feel the walls right oh i, I think i know what you mean um i think a lot of records in the that i listened to from like the 70s uh-huh. really got into that like world where they got the studio to be like really it's like there's like silence or like they feel like you feel like you're entering a world like uh dark side of the moon or even like the yeah. Beatles, like at the end of with a little help from my friends on, and you're listening to Sergeant Pepper all the way through right before loosing the sky with diamonds. And there's just like, there's a special kind of silence. There's a special kind of feeling where you feel like you're in their world. It's very, wow. there's just some, some wow, I albums love that. that just like capture that. And it makes every single, and you feel like every single note and every single thing is so important. Um, oh, does that make sense at all? I no, I love that. I want to put a little silence in my record somewhere. Well, so a lot of your influences are bands that, for the most part, I feel like tell it like it is. Like, like Dawes, you know, is a band we both really like, and they're they're a band that's a band. You listen to it, and you're like, here's the band. Here's especially like all your favorite bands, and uh, yeah, you know, some albums they expect a little wrong. bit more, especially yeah. recently, but. There is a lot of that, like, just like, this is a, a band playing their music. Um, it's, it's just, and when you see them live, you'll hear a similar thing. Is, is that yeah. kind of what you're going for with this album? It, it's important to me that, and we may have, like, you know, bass baritone in there, which I don't think is going to be on stage. But I want, I don't want people to be like, oh, I sort of wish she played it like the record. Or yeah. vice versa. They hear you on stage and then they're like, oh, I kind of liked it with 
I, yeah. you know, I don't want to replicate everything. I want to be like super original on stage, especially the farther you get away from the record, uh, time-wise. The more experimental Ooh. you get, I really like that idea. Of yeah, arrangements changing and instruments changing. But that's, that's cool. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, as an artist, are you like some artists? I, th- I think about like Bob Dylan he makes like statements like his album is like a whole new Bob Dylan. You know what I mean? Like the next album, it's like, Oh, Dylan's gone into this world with this band. Then there's also some people like, uh, let's say like Dave Rawlings and Gillian Welch, who it's almost oh, yeah, more, more they're like, like they're just working on their craft. It's like, here's some more yeah. songs that we've been writing and it's different a little bit because we are different people, but like, we're not trying to like reinvent ourselves. We're just like, honing in and we're like alchemists or something like making everything just down to taking everything down to its essence wow that's a really good question yeah yeah have you ever thought about that like what what kind of artist you'd want to be when you look back 20 years from now well i think that i don't know i i think if i if i land on something i really love i want i think i want to spend a lot of time there Mm mm-hmm but also, I I don't want to. I love Willie Nelson, but but he'll play like the same guitar solo every night mm-hmm. on stage because it works. And I don't think I could do that. I don't. So maybe somewhere in between. I know Gillian and Dave are very much. <laughs> it's funny that those are the examples you bring up. That's great examples. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that with Bob Dylan's, I think that there's a lot that I think I miss. Well, like, there is a lot of stuff in there. I guess there's, like, a Dylan, I mean, that, his changes, I feel like sometimes are pretty expressively different, like, just are aesthetically different. Yeah, it could also yeah. just be more, like, um, you know, like, making a darker album or, like, making an album sure. that's more, like, bright yeah. or more inspired. Just, like by different feeling like i've always thought it'd be cool to be an artist who is like that like i'd love to make an album that's just really dark people are like wow freeze is going through it in this album you know yes and yeah. just just kind of like have different emotional colors just show through i don't know yeah. if i've done that yet in my career but i would like to like yeah show like a, a different side of you mm-hmm. not not like a new you know phase that you're going through but i totally understand that i definitely feel like yeah, my music represents a very specific part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and, but also, like, I, I feel like we're so young as artists. Oh, yeah. Already, I feel like they're my songs that I'm choosing from kind of have this, like, big divide of when I started writing songs that were good and that I thought were good and thought were what I wanted. And then there's like who I who I think I am now and who I would like to be right so I I hear like a huge shift like for instance find another one's much more pop is it gonna be the album do we know I don't know I don't know what about uh well right so do you ever feel like because this is something I'm dealing with right now I'm recording five songs that I have written you know a while ago at this point um Uh And sometimes I'm like, I waited too long. Like, 
I think I've yeah. lost it. Like, I don't even know if so, I like the song anymore, but I wish that people could have had it, but it's just too same. late. You know, I didn't record it. And now I don't want to record it. Um, yeah. Do you, you wish that you'd put out an album already? Like four songs you don't like as much anymore? No, 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 no. no. Definitely not. But what about the, what about the ones that, I mean, I know that you probably get messages where people are like, I want to hear, <laughs> uh, I want to hear a song, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what a good example speak because I don't know it's going to be in the album, but I know there are songs that we all like that we're not going to get. You know? Thank you. Is that just I our think... loss? Because you're the artist. You get to decide. Is that how it is? I think it's okay with me. Oh, that sounds so mean. I think no, it's, it's okay not... with me, but I also think that if somebody rallies hard enough, then I will send them a voice memo. So it feels like it feels like it's not yeah a big deal i also haven't i haven't dealt with any repercussions i'm just doing one i'm gonna kick your butt Dude. um all right <laughs> well <laughs> you know some repercussions. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey uh i think you're going to have a bomb patreon one day where i'm gonna get to hear these songs that i haven't heard yet you ever thought about People, that i mean that's uh, a pretty good idea you're so you're saying i should keep the best ones in my yeah. back <laughs> you're like if you join my patreon for four dollars a month thank you for donating to my album but <laughs> but right oh dude do you think is this a crazy idea okay this is just so random you know how wolfpack is doing their 10th track they're selling it basically the airwaves of their 10th track on their upcoming album they're selling it on ebay it's like a two-minute or three-minute track that anyone can record anything. Did you not know about this? That is terrifying. Right. What? They're guess, doing... guess what? How, guess how much it's up for. How much? Oh, is it is it bidding right now? Yes. Let's see. Let's check this out. That's so. Wait, somebody's gonna have a song on their album. It is track ten on Wolfpack's new record. Oh, it hasn't changed in a long time. It is $50,100. And somebody is like paying that? Yes. There's 21 days left and there's 1,387 watchers. <laughs> Not that they would <laughs> change their mind. But what it can tell you how many bids. Ooh. 137 bids. Wow. It started wow. at? It started at Do we know? one cent. And then the first bid is 2,200. What do you think that that was Wolfpack? Yes. Wolfpack was like, we think this is going to do well, and this is how much we're willing to risk. I absolutely do. These guys are always just doing things like this. This I I have so much love for Wolfpack. They're amazing. Wow! Somebody retracted their bid. Oh my gosh! I I love it. I love it. But uh, shit! Cannot what do you, believe this. What would you think about me doing that? with like my first guitar, not for that much money, obviously, no. Um, <laughs> but what if I, uh, so the guitar is worth like $68. Right. What if I just like signed it and then put the starting price up there for $300 and I was like, just gonna get a new guitar. And I was like, this guitar is 10 or 12 years old. And... That would be really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of sad, but also uh, be really cool to get a new guitar. Yeah, you know, I just sold um, my original 12 original paintings on Instagram 
I saw that. that. It, they 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 were gone. They sold really before, quick. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I mean, I sold them for like, I think it was like twenty two dollars maybe or something like that. It was something like yeah. not. I felt like I was kind of it was a fair price or maybe yeah. selling myself short even like it wasn't a I ton mean, to ask for it a, was a, deal. a painting. But yeah. my point being to get back to what we're talking about is I sent them all out in the mail and I was really sad. I was like, man, I love oh. these paintings, you know, and I'm getting rid of them. But at the same time, I felt good because I returned home and my painting desk was just empty. And I was just like, all right, let's go. You know, like oh. the clutter is gone. Like it felt, it felt great in a, in, in a certain sense. And it was cool to like, obviously to give them to a good cause and send them to friends and all yeah. that. Uh, of, of course. I mean, that's what it's about, but uh, it, it was just, it was this weird, like bittersweet feeling. Like, so maybe selling a guitar like that, you know, it, I'm sure it'd be liberating and it would be helpful because you'd make some money. Um, yeah. I feel like when you tour, which we both have kind of built a, uh, <laughs> have built a uh, a uh, a base out of like touring to some extent wait what's going on with you <laughs> i was wondering okay hey was it your light that was weird no it was my my monitor no we didn't lose any, you at, at any point it could happen again that's really interesting that my monitor turns off and so does my webcam no we didn't lose you what did what did you I just saw you. What I, was I doing? Well, I was trying to act natural. Uh, you're, the lighting on your face just like got darker. So I, I thought maybe your like lights went out or something. No, um, my, my monitor. So you went away, but you kept talking and I was like. You're like, oh, freeze. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I was just going to try to turn it back on. It may happen again. You did good. Um, Thank you, man. I was just going to say that. When you've built when you build a base through like touring and people like meeting you, which like we both kind of have, um, people begin people really like you for you, which is like a cool advantage when you're like touring, you know what I mean? And so when it comes to like Patreon, like I think that's why the Arcadian Wild, who just launched their Patreon, like I think they're gonna do so well because they've just spent years and years, I mean longer than you or yeah. I have touring. Wow. Uh, he says that I've played more shows than them now, which I thought was a high compliment, but uh They're what? Wow, As Lincoln said, "I don't know. I mean, they've I toured for they've toured consistently for like six years. That's but, true. But I guess I do go hard with those like fifty show tours. Yeah, I'm not as keen on lately. I I I think I'm not. I don't think I'm surprised. I think I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just did, I never really thought about comparing you two because y'all both y'all both do things so differently, and and we they're do. so you're so regular." Um, I'm so regular. They're so original. Oh <laughs> no! Uh, I really do. we are really different, and I, but I take I mean I look up to them a ton. They're the band who like them and Rainy. When we came to Lipscomb, they were like the only two bands, and yeah, you know Rainy obviously that they broke up and used their band fund to throw a kegger, which was you know that that's one route. And your Kenny Wild is just consistently just bulked up year yeah. after year and i've just built an incredible make incredible music and have an, one of the most impressive fan bases and talk about being able to like kickstart uh but also with this new patreon it's just like i know they are going to do so well with that yeah, who wouldn't yeah. want to be a part oh my of gosh. that um but i think that's true for you too and i think that's why 
I know that they would agree with me because they've asked you to open up for them on tour a lot. You know, you're, you're the type of artist that people just want to know more about. So that's why I brought that up. I know you're not even talking about Patreons, but when I just talk like the fact that you already have music that people are like, we want to hear this music. And you're like, I don't know how to get it to you. Cause it might not be on my album. It's like, that's a pretty special place to be in. You know, it's pretty rare. Yeah. I thank you. I am. I am. One thing that I will also say about the Arcade Wild is that that's largely because of them. That fact that you just brought up. Really. Oh yeah. I mean, and I've. They have this base that just worships the band, and and for good reason. Yeah. They're incredible. Um, <laughs> and and I just I just get to like tap into it because of tour and then um also obviously they book so many shows that i've been able to go to all these cities yeah carly too carly has like a, a totally different fan base so then i just get to like mooch off of everybody's and it's the biggest ones it's the biggest supporters that come first because mm. they're like oh you're friends with this person and then they're like they want to enter into the Nashville world. And I love that because I do too. Totally. Yeah. Like with, you know, all these people, Dave Barnes and Ben Rector and Thad Cockrell and Ruby Amonfu, you know, I'm like, I want to be there. I always yeah. have. Wow. There's a, there's a cool world. Um, and, yeah. I, and, I, and there is one with the Arcade and Wild too. And, and there is with these bigger artists. Yeah. And I totally know what you mean. Like if I went to a show, I remember going to see Noah Gunderson and this guy Armin J opened up and he also, I think, played in Gunderson's band, maybe on some songs. And he was like, he was the approachable version of Noah Gunderson though. Like I was intimidated Ooh. of Noah Gunderson, but Armin like, J was like, guy. was like the opener and he was like a little bit more just like easy going. I was just like, I remember afterwards, Grant and I talking to him, we were just like, we think you're awesome. And he was like, I think y'all are awesome. And we were like, we want to open for you one day. And he was like, I think I'll be opening for you one day. I just have a feeling. <gasps> And I was just like, like that guy, that meant the world Stop. to me. You know what I mean? That is tender. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is cool. But uh, I mean, I think you are, you have been really, I guess, blessed would be the word to, uh, yeah. in terms of just like receiving a really awesome gift to be able to like open for their Kidding Wild and be a part of going on tour with Carly and Grant, uh, Carly Bannister and S. Grant Parker on y'all's awesome tours. Um, but it's also, it's also a mutual yeah. thing. Like, especially with Carly and Grant, like you did such a good job conducting those tours and like put in a ton of the work. Um, I, I like, I like being the organizational friend, I think, because mm -hmm. it makes me feel necessary. I think also whenever you're like, you feel like your friends have been doing this for longer and they, they're, they're, spot on i've literally never heard carly sing a wrong note yeah i haven't either i i you know and it, you get you get self-conscious on on tour but then i was like i know these guys love me and i know that i'm gonna make sure that they're okay and that was special to me i think yeah but but you know they wouldn't let me think like that for long they're really big supporters and yeah, they are, really, they are really big supporters. They really do. They believe yeah. in you a lot. A lot of people do. A lot of people believe in you a lot. You have a great, you have, um, you know, so many people that we've talked about already on the show, some on other episodes, but uh, like 
you and Charlie Peacock have a really special relationship that I've got to witness. I think, I mean, I would say you're the closest of any of us to Charlie um, and you've worked for him a lot and you and Brown are really tight. Brown and Debbie Bannister and uh, Debbie just texted me and she said, do you need a thermometer? (laughs) And I say that with my, do you need a thermometer? Yeah, they are good neighbors. (laughs) That's cool. They, uh, I mean, you live right next to Lipscomb. So in a lot of ways, your perspective on Nashville, you've, you've kind of doubled down. Like uh, you didn't, you weren't like, I'm going to move to the East side after being at Lipscomb, you know, like you're like a, you're like a right next to 12th South, you're right next to Belmont, right next to Lipscomb and uh, in your community is too. I mean, it's a really special, you live, I used to live right down the road from you. I was one road over. Uh, and then me and S. Grant Parker and Benjamin and Clay, but then I'm talking about Maplehurst. So me and Big Sma lived in Maplehurst. Yes. I lived even yes. closer to you. And uh, Z oh. Spawn just around the corner. Um, Brown Bannister lives on what South? Uh, oh, wait, I guess you didn't say street. Maybe. <laughs> he lives on <laughs> South Road. <laughs> yeah, 12 South Road. Not, not that somebody's going to be like, I know what street Brown lives. And he's <laughs> driving up and down but, looking for Brown. Dude, I feel so protective of those. Totally. Those guys, even like at shows, whenever your friends want to meet them, mm-hmm. you're like, over here. You know? <laughs> like, I just well, it's want- just, why are they even our friends? Like, why are they even our mentors? I you know, know, I feel so, I don't feel undeserving. I'm like, what on earth? Like, oh, you yeah. guys were, it, but it's because like, we're their students and like, we're so yeah. grateful. It's like a different relationship that slow, like, not that they don't take so us lucky. seriously, but it's just like, they have nurtured us and like, they cherish us and- yeah. special way and we obviously cherish them our professors and all the cool people, yeah mainly brown and charlie and you know but are the ones i keep in contact with but i mean there's also Dude, like us and brent and do you remember whenever brent i heard about this i can't i can't i don't think i can tell the whole story but didn't didn't you weren't you recording cosmic house at like 10 10 a.m in the morning earlier and- it was 8 a.m Oh, okay, 8 a.m. <laughs> and Brent walks in, says not nigh a nigh not a word, and just hands everybody these like 60-year-old guitars. Oh yeah. And, and he's in a just box like, of strings, box guitar strings, and all these old guitars. And he's just I think literally everybody like just changed their rig for the recording yeah. session. Oh. Which like and, you know, they they're like locking it in and they're just like, Oh, this guitar from the 60s, cool. I'll think i'll use that like (laughs) this feels great and you know brand is a really really awesome dude and uh i have a ton of respect for him i was not a good student in his class and for any reason he could have totally like chosen to like hold that against me but he when he showed up with the gear it was just like affirmed i just yeah you were like wow like he gets it like i know that i am booking a tour during music production class but he knows he's 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 been there yeah 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 he's he's He's, been there he was i don't know so many stories that i've heard about brent are like the guy grinds and has Mm -hmm. been grinding for his whole life and he's totally not unfamiliar with this work i feel well i feel like with lipscomb hiring all of these like amazing industry people yeah like I don't know if like the corporate elites had realized that they were hiring like (laughs) such non-academic folks that they would have done it. But like 
you know, Brown is the one who like encouraged me to drop out. And, you know, Charlie didn't really care if I did either, you know, like these people care more about my career than they do my money or my, me getting a degree, which is how it should be. You know, I think if I'm going to a, like, I'm looking at them as my mentors and they're trying to they're like, because you've come to me at Lipscomb, I'm going to help you make it in the industry. You know, I'm going to teach you what I know. And they did that in the most genuine way, which was sending me off. Like me not being enrolled in the school anymore, which is like maybe an, an L when, when it comes to like the upper academics, you know, they wouldn't actually prefer that. But these people are professors and people yeah. in charge of this music program care about me enough to where they will just let me do that and encourage me to just do what I actually need to do, which is like, that's one of those like customer service, like, in the like in other industries, you know, it's like I can't believe they did that. Like they gave it to me for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. Like what? But it's like, it. In turn, I do like I speak so highly of Lipscomb, like the music program. Like I believe in it so much because right. I know that it's such a genuine place that actually fosters relationships. Like I don't, I'm not giving a plug, and I'm not. It's not a commercial, yeah. you know. It's just like these these homies helped me like for real in ways it, that I will <laughs> change my life. Yeah. You know? And I, like, they're still helping us. Like so many, so much of my community is because of, because of like the luck I had in stumbling upon Lipscomb. And, and I know you because of them. And I know yeah, yeah. my best friends are from there. And then mm. I was asking Brown about my record and just, you know, he was just advising and uh, he tried to make it out like I was helping him. He's like, I'm learning so much about like what is going on with the young people in the industry. And I was like, I was, I wanted to cry because I was, I don't wow. know. That, yeah, that's a really generous perspective, especially from our perspective. We're like, what? Yeah. That's not true. Like, no. How am I helping he, you? <laughs> the scales are so tipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can maybe bring we're like well, we're kind of fun okay. <laughs> you know we'll like eat your food and yeah we're like grandkids we like bring life to the party we're like ah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah for real that's like our value um that's hilarious yeah <laughs> the, the, we're, man a lot of really sweet people and we have countless memories there um i was on the phone with ella last night after our uh, few nights ago after we finished our episode and i was like I wish that I still had some of those things. And it's weird because I've never been that kind of person. Like I don't, I don't look back and I, I especially don't like, Yeah. I've never been someone who's like, Oh, take me back to high school. It's like, I think the best times are ahead. And like, I, I keep working on me and I keep working on, I'm just always looking forward. But like, there are things now that I'm out of undergrad, I look back on that community really fondly. And I, I wish sometimes there are ways I, I think i still haven't quite figured out how to like, have those um community aspects like grow in my life like in some ways i feel more like isolated um yeah and maybe some of that's impossible because it's just living on campus like you're like living a lifestyle that is funded by your parents or funded by your scholarships it is temporary but and you have to be there with them (laughs) like you have to arrive at 8 a.m totally there's yeah there's a lot of contracts too to it but i don't know i feel like there's things that I could still like, like, I wish I still lived in a place where I could see 
you and Ella and Chelsea and Grant yeah. and all of my friends every day, you know? Yeah. Right now, right now, it's especially hard. Mm-hmm. We're technically not allowed to see each other. And also, like, did Ella, I think Ella's, like, kind of moving to Antioch. Yeah, right. And that stinks, yeah, because that's another person who lives right next to you. I mean, that, I'm going to feel that loss. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want her to go. And then my, like, my housemates who I adore, I, like, yeah, I can't handle them leaving. Yeah. But, and and it's just hard. I I thought to myself the other day, I was like, gosh, I should have just, like, moved to Scotland right before COVID and just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm much better at total changes than than just losing like, things in sort of these like slip sliding yeah into a new reality it's oh man it's gross totally but i don't know you know i think i don't know if i was necessarily happy in 2015 but i always want to go back mm-hmm. yeah right well you're very nostalgic too specifically yeah Oh my gosh! Remember that one day that we went back and visited campus? Ooh! Wait, which time? That? We we were Ooh. like, it was you and me, and we were walking around. I don't even remember. I think I was sad that you were leaving, and yeah, it felt like like dropping like, out, like things were falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I took you to uh, Shamblin. Remember, we walked around. I was like, oh, and then we yes. went to like our, I was like, remember, this is where Identity Artistry was. And then yeah. I go, oh, remember, this is where Identity Artistry was on the first day. And then we moved and never arrived here again. I'm that, that classroom. I feel that room. I'm sad about that room that I was in one time, but it's where I met you. And, and Ella. That's where I met yeah, Ella. Were, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. It's, um, I feel that too. I, I want to do that again. I would go walk around campus sometime. Um. It, it there's it, it part of it is nostalgia you're like i look back on something and it just feels perfect but then i know why i dropped out of school you know what i mean it's like i had yeah. to and it's like you you kick back i mean not kick back you like you have like a you're like but this is why mm-hmm. right I, yeah i have I think to. that's important but but i also don't ever want to like neglect like I tried to do that with youth group too. Like I think a lot about like my church youth group. I had like a, so many formative experiences, like going on these like spiritual yeah. retreats and like camps and like mission trips and stuff. And it's like, just because I'm not like, I don't know, like there are a lot of things that I wouldn't replicate about those because of I'm an adult now and you know, just certain like, but I do like, I'm always trying to find ways to like, take the things I do still am fond about those things and like yeah. do them. Like, like I do really want to do like a retreat. I've, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but like, oh. like you and all the homies, like have like a songwriting retreat or something, just like things that like take what we loved about those things, take what we love about our past memories and like reinstating them in like beautiful, oh. you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need to go somewhere, have like a schedule where exactly. we like, get up and we wake up and we have breakfast together and then yeah you know three of us get tired of two of us oh i would i would love that for real that'd be sick love some some tension some drama 
Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, some drama, too, like, some romance. Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, some some ro- some interconnected platonic romance. Yeah, we'll have like one new guy who's just like really hot. And- no, no new guys. That's my rule. Remember? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. No new guys. We have the new girl who's just like very beautiful. You know. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who just takes uh, Grant and I's attention. We're just both pining for her love, and you're like, "Who wants to play? Uh, who wants to play Scrabble?" And we're like, uh, "I think we were all actually gonna go uh, hang out at the hot tub." And you're like, "That no." <laughs> what about the song, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'll be over weekly. The the one time that that actually did happen was in <laughs> on tour. Yeah, I was on tour. It was the one time <laughs> that we've toured together that happened. In Little Rock? You, no. No, no. It was Cersei. You oh my wandered goodness. off. Not really. You didn't wander <clears throat> off. But you went and hung out with these three girls with Grant at like Waffle House. Yes. And Carly and I were like, we're not going with you. <laughs> we're, what? And, uh, it sounds very familiar. We just like, yeah, we felt the dynamic and we're like, we're going to go. We stopped at McDonald's and probably have never laughed harder. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mix of like, ah, 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 we're having a good time without the boys. And yeah. Just craziness. I think we were at McDonald's and trying to throw stuff in trash cans. It was great. Um, something about you and especially Carly makes me want to live into my uh, rock stardom more. Like I remember being on tour. I just felt even crazier because like you guys try to implement some sort of like structure to the story. And I'm just like, woo, tour's about partying. <laughs> it's like, I like become like a, like a, you're, yeah, I become a plastic guy. version of myself. I'm like, I'm freeze. I'm on tour with y'all. I'm going to drink a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, I love it when people are like, in character with yeah <laughs> i just feed off of it <laughs> yeah and it's it's a forgiving thing too i feel like mm-hmm. at least for me i'm like oh, i was just in character you know like being like um two things about your set that can improve yeah right being in yeah. character is helpful <laughs> it is i like but i like can, being an exaggerated version of myself yeah and also you can make fun of the things that are actually real and maybe a little toxic but mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like an exaggerated form of yourself. It's yeah, right. Dude. dude, I talk to Gail about this all the time because I'm convinced that, like, me and Grant and Clay and, and you and Zach and, uh, you know, I could go on. But, like, our friendship, I feel like there's a lot of us in our friend group have a, a way of, like, communicating that is not passive aggressive but is also not aggressive or confrontational. Like, we have – we we can be confrontational in a healthy way, but we also like yeah. can make jokes. There's like this veto, and then yeah, just like weird noises. It's like it's like this language when you're best friends with people, yeah. you speak a language that communicates. Like Grant and I never have to like, we never have to confront each other. Like you hurt my feelings. Like it's like we, but I, I don't feel like it's unhealthy. Like I feel like we can talk about things if we need to, but it's like I don't know. It's it's almost like subconscious that, that when you when you do have to confront something it's like it's not cozy i i don't know if you've ever had to like with those same people been like hey that was messed up yeah right when it happens you're like oh, i'm so sorry like uh 
like you just want to i don't know i think you're right carly's mentioned that before that there's like a sort of language mm-hmm. and i think for me a lot of it is imitation because of being around you and grant i've i've it's something that i had to learn mm-hmm. whereas y'all had you know grown up together and same thing with yeah that's part of it grant and i and sammy yeah and clay we've been friends in fifth grade it's like yeah I mean, it's a moving train. It's tough mm. to keep up with you all. Yeah, right. How am yeah. I doing? You're doing great. How's my driving? Your driving is great. It is. It is it's crazy that you've become like, you have become one of our best friends, but I don't know when it happened. It just, I don't like, I don't know. Like we tell that story about you and Grant and it's hilarious, but it's like, I, yeah. it was just, you slowly have become just a really good friend of, of mine and grants like you know like i say that like and you yeah. know that's true like it's like we're really good friends and ella too yeah yeah and ella and it's just i don't know how that happened but i'm so glad it has it's just been yeah. a really sweet and steady friendship that's kind of a, that's just emerged and yeah I'm, I'm so glad you live in here in nashville with us and that you're Thank a part you, of man. our circle you know i am too it's one of my favorite things about life you're gonna right keep now. living here I think so. I think that if I moved, I think I would bring a couple people with me. To a different city? To a different country. Dude, what? You ready? I'm ready. You, me, Chelsea, Zach, Grant, Ella. Marielle. Who wants to come along? Oh, yeah, Mari. (laughs) (laughs) There it is again. Um, We all move to Edinburgh. Create our own music scene there. Yeah, are you ready? Directions to, to Edinburgh. Yeah. Getting directions to Edinburgh, Scotland. It's borough, but it's just bur. I thought it was Berg. Oh no. But they said oh. Edinburgh. Is it in Scotland? Getting directions to Illinois. Getting directions to Springfield. <gasps> <laughs> I said Illinois one time. Um, and it repeated it. <laughs> No, I said Illinois in front of a crowd in Illinois. Did they think you were joking? I went, I said Illinois, and then I like gulped on stage. I was very aware, and they were very aware that I became aware. It was <laughs> embarrassing, but it was, it was a nice joke, I guess we could return to. One time I jokingly said the wrong city's name because I just, someone had made some sort of joke. There's some sort of dynamic, like I was like a, crazy yeah. rock star and Big i think that rock. well i think the crowd got it but i was, it still was like i don't know if i should have done that um edinburgh like, this crazy rock star <laughs> yeah right oh it's above the uk oh wait is this in it's in scotland oh cool while we're there i'm gonna find myself a david Tennant. who if y'all haven't seen it he's in broad church which is one of my favorite shows cool Wait, he lives there? So you're trying to meet him? That's why we're all moving there? No, I mean, he's from Scotland, but I would find myself the equivalent, like a young... There's just one... There are, there are versions there are of him multiples. all over There's there. There's just like... <laughs> yes. Just in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Like cartoon versions of himself. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah, um, and then... I mean, go ahead. Well, I'm glad we're doing this now. I'm glad we're documenting, because I want to have you 
back on, you know, in like a year or two, and maybe by then we'll be there. So by then we'll be like, so we're in the same room. <laughs> yeah. In Edinburgh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was in, in your plans at all. Something you've been thinking about. Something I thought about a lot. I've never been. Uh, the one time I was overseas, it was in Costa Rica. I've never been across the pond though. Yeah. Um, I gosh, I love the BBC. I love the BBC News. I love what BBC hmm. makes in film and television. Um, I I really like I really like just the way that it looks in general, and uh, I like that the people there they they don't really hug you, but they seem really nice. Yeah, that's me. That's cool. Honestly, well, uh, oh well, what are you gonna are you gonna still do music? Yeah. That's why I said we were going to establish a music scene there if they don't oh, already have one, right, which right, I right. think they do. It's pr- a pretty like artistic city. Uh, museums, the food there is crazy. One time I watched this food video where these two guys were like, we're going to go eat some wings. And then they- In Scotland? Really well-produced 16-year-old kids from London. Cool. And I hear in the back, I hear, uh, Sama, love it. Give me some. Wait, that song? Yeah, it's summer by like Jordy and the the Jude and yeah, the Tuesday crew. Steven. Steven. It's in the background of this random YouTube video I was watching, and it was weird. I didn't like. I mean, it was like a little bit like Facebook ad. Hmm. Tell you what you need. Right, Uh, right, right, right. No, but I'm I am proud of them for ending up in my. Yeah, that's sick. The things I stream. Yeah. Wow, that would be crazy if you did that move, or if we did that move. Yeah, I don't think I could do it alone. You oh, see that on my ice? I did see it. Drink. <laughs> on your. Ah, it's good. I got it. Okay. Honey. Um. Well, I <laughs> guess you got you got at least a year here where you could be making this out. You're not gonna move on us. Yeah, I got a year okay. lease. So. Well, sweet. Um. It's gonna be a crazy year. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a lot of stages of you making this album. Thank you, man. Um, I thought you were just talking about 2020 in general, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be a crazy year. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> hey, but um, when is when is the record coming out for you? I don't really know. I don't think I'm making a record. I'm just putting out songs. I have five five more that I've recorded with, uh, like, Grant and Sma and Future Crib and, me, well, Bryce and uh, Johnny from Future Crib. I'm excited we- about and Trevor and the boys I heard yeah that's right I'm, I'm working on a, I'm working on a song or maybe more with and the boys and me and Nathaniel Banks from Arlie yeah. we've been just making songs and I don't know what's going to see the light of day but we're just being creative you know I thought it was a record because of how um cohesive my singles all your, all your art's been yeah I think yeah. I just was like oh nice he's prepping I mean I've recorded them all in the same place with the same band and have the same uh artist visual artist you know making taking doing the photo shoots so there's a lot of cohesion to it i mean Um, you could do it for the press (laughs) yeah i don't know i might i might make it an album i might just i mean i'm i'm over a year into this album cycle now you know wisteria came out over a year ago (laughs) wow yeah i mean never too late though yeah i just like that i don't think so either i think i'm just gonna keep putting out songs and then maybe one day i'll be like i'm ready for a really big change and i have 15 singles i'm just gonna package it as like an album it'll it'll feel like like I, we were talking about different styles of albums 
Uh-huh. My thinking is because I'm so influenced by 60s pop right now, like yeah. early 60s, like even like pre-Beatles, like 1962, you know what I mean? Like to win before an album was a concept that I could just release an album of singles. You know, really, it's just all the singles. Like, I think that makes sense in a modern format because singles are so important right now, but also has to do with like this early 60s style. So I think that there's like a uh, some cohesion there to where I could release it like this, like retrospective, like here are all my hits, you know, like here's my album. Um, yeah. Kind of thing whenever I'm ready to move on from this. So, and right now I still feel stoked to be making, yeah, tracking songs like pretty much to tape with the boys. So yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it until I'm ready to call it quits, I guess. It sounds so good, man. Um, thank you so much. And uh, I'm really excited to hear what you've got going. Um, I'm excited to be your friend and get to kind of get some sneak peeks, hopefully, and just into the process and how it's going. And Thank I hope you. that you'll uh, come back on this for real and like oh. maybe when it's out or something, we could do it again. So I guess yeah. it'll be about a year. So this is so this is dude. Thanks for having me on your on your podcast. Um, we'll have to have you come in and 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 uh, you know at least put some shouts on the record, like literal shouts or something. That would be sick. I'd love to have a tiny tiny print so I could like oh, yeah. claim it for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Especially since you're homies with Quinn. Just seems like default. Yes. Please, please let me be a part of that. Done. Um I do have I guess we I guess we should about call it quits. We've been talking we've, this is gonna be a good episode. Um but uh I got all night. I, I do need to ask who else should I bring on? You thought about that? Oh, for sure, Carly. Word. Absolutely. Okay. That's uh, oh um honestly call carly banister oh okay do you think she'll do it i mean yeah who else should we do it at the same time would that be weird i don't think that would work i don't think you can do that but you're right but i can merge you on answers when she answers i will call her oh yeah she's not gonna answer me oh snap oh snap she answered (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing uh, just recording my TV show. <laughs> you have a TV show? Yeah, we're live right now. Wait, Jacqueline's calling me. Merge, 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 merge. <laughs> How do I do it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to merge. Don't! Well, we're filming a show right now, me and me and her. Oh, wait, she's saying oh, something to me. There? Wait, she can't hear you if you say whatever you're saying to me because I have headphones on. Is she with okay, you? Okay, okay, okay. Um, no, we're we're uh, social distance. We're Zoom. We're on a Zoom call. And you're filming this. Yeah, we're filming this live. You're gonna be on the show if that's okay. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel so bad because I'm watching Harry Potter, which is important. Oh, you should go back to that. I was just gonna ask if you wanted to come on uh the show sometime. Cool. Yeah, I want to. Okay, cool. Wait, they were watching Harry Potter last night when I filmed the episode two, The People, That House. This well, is weird. This is the very last one, and it's life-changing, so. Oh, well, I've never made it that far, so no spoilers, please. Okay, well, let's just say the good guys win. Carly, I'm really excited to hear you on the show. No. Sorry. Oh, she can't hear you? Oh, wait, wait, get it. <laughs> okay oh you should get back Carly to that. can't hear me i okay. can't hear you okay thanks so much yeah okay. it's been nice talking to you great 
great job. I love your work. Wow. Insane deal. Do you realize that I put this up to the mic expecting that she would hear it? Dude, she can't hear you at all. This all voicemail. Wow. The people, the folks on Spotify are going to be so confused. Yeah, they're going to be mad. Dude, I'm, I'm really excited about my presence on Spotify. Yeah, people are going to type in your name and just get this, baby. Yeah, that's right. <gasps> it's kind of cool. It is cool. I'm excited. Um, yeah, dude. Hi, my name is Jack Thompson. I'm a singer-songwriter from Southeast Texas. I, my social security number is, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. sorry, that's just my spiel. I practiced interviews way back in the day. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah, you want to try, uh, let's try like, <laughs> you're listening to 105.7 Nordisa Freeze Fun Zone. There's no that was good. That. Yeah, thanks. I, I can't wait for the that day whenever. really good. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um. <laughs> no problem. Uh, any, well, anything else we want to shout out? I don't reckon. <laughs> I know we have more we can talk about, but... Really, I guess people just need to follow you um, everywhere they can. Follow me on Spotify. I'm just kidding. Um, If this is a year old, you can follow me on Spotify. Um, (laughs) If not, Instagram. Instagram. Guys, uh, Nordeast Free is one of my favorite people of all time. If you're here because you uh, came here to see me. Not surprised. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'd be shocked. Uh, but if you are, uh, Nordeast to Freeze is the loveliest person of all time. You should listen to my favorite tracks. Uh, first is Wisteria. Second is Dolphin. And then um, Good Time. Whoa. Cool. And tonight was good. Dude, objectively, just the perfect song. Wow. Thank you so much. Absolutely, I stand by that. I, I think I think that. I think it's like it's this it's something that could, deserves to be like re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded all throughout your career. Yeah, just like something that just like shows up on your twelfth record, and you're like, "Oops." <laughs> that would be sick. That would be sick. I do have a history of re-recording songs, so and it's re-releasing cool. them. I've done that with Homecoming Queen from Space Travel to Cosmic House, and then now the new Hey Gigi. I think it's yeah. a fun way to kind of like explain yourself it's like hey i used to be that but now i'm this and even my old songs sound like this you yeah know? i don't know reinvented yeah and no one dislikes a re-recorded song i don't think so i don't think you can go wrong unless you're just re-recording it like you know like all the old bands who now have like re-recording because they like didn't own their masters or something from all the contractual Ooh. problems it's like when you go to like spotify and your favorite artist has like a song it's like a re-recording that's just trying to be the old recording that like both of them have millions of plays but Mm -hmm. this one was obvious yeah i don't know i think i've excuse me i'm more familiar with when i misspell like a country song or something like it's supposed to be getting down and then i type in getting down and then i I get this new artist and I'm not, I'm not sure who the artist is, is that's going to sing it. And then I start listening to it. And I'm like, oh, going fishing on a Saturday night. And then I'm like, 
this is a weird, I don't remember it this way. And then I go, wow, this song really sucks. And it's just <laughs> somebody who took advantage of people typing in the title wrong on Spotify and made a really good lookalike. That's like the same song? The it's the same song. It's just a, a some guy who releases Genius. a single who sort of, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it that's really interesting. Yeah. I've always thought it'd be interesting to name your song, like to make a song very quickly, like that is the same name as a famous song, but it, so it'll come up like it'll just play like second when somebody yeah. will show up second. Like it's always on a, my it's mind. It's just a completely different song though. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard for people though. I mean, if that's you're true. trying to actually. It'd be a disaster get actually. <laughs> upset. Yeah. That's real. why New York, New York, if I release that song, it's going to be NY, comma, NY. Because I don't. It's harder to search, but I'm also like, you're not going to get mad at me because I'm not covering Frank Sinatra. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can it's, also see it just being called New York, New York. It's kind of like a postmodern thing to be like, I have a New York, New York too, but it's different. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's part of it too. Is I, I love people's expectations. Yeah. I love them. I love, you love people's expectations. I love playing into them, and then I love um, saying "screw it." <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It is cool to know people's expectations and choose whether you want to. Yeah, it's uh, just like some more information about mm -hmm. what you should do. It's. I totally agree. Just being informed. Yeah. Um, are you going to put the song "I Saw You Before You Saw Me" on the new album? I don't know. Which I have performed live a couple times. Yeah. Song's pretty sick. I think I was hoping that you would take it. Oh? I mean, I... What? What's this? <laughs> I think that's my secret feeling. I still might record it. Cool. Maybe I will. It's I think fun. I liked it best whenever you had it, though. Maybe we could put it out together. <gasps> and then we're like, I sold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would actually be cool. I think so too. <clears throat> we should think about it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's um, cool. That is cool. Thanks for being my friend. My pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for ha asking me to be on this show. It's the most exciting thing. Cool. Well, I really, uh, I appreciate it's that. It's on the internet in a long time. I'm having so much fun doing it. This is you know, number four and I've already got, I've got 15 more lined up now. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really it. proud of you. Cause I like, feel like so many people are like, I should start a podcast. And you right. didn't even like, you didn't even think twice about it. You're like, is this a podcast? I'm not sure. It's TV. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. love that. And I think I love that about you. I, well, I appreciate you saying that. I definitely chose the idea of jumping in quicker than I, before I knew how to swim. Um, yeah. And I don't always do that with projects, but the ones that I do, I always am, feel better about it. Like having Clay help give me a new thumbnail. Or like today I have a new mic and it's like, yeah. if I had waited until I knew that Clay would make good thumbnails and I had a mic, I would have like never done it. You know what I mean? Totally. I, had to, I had to like feel where I was like, man, my mic is not good enough, you know? And then I had to do it. I had to get a better I mic. I could learn from that. That's cool. Well, I think the hardest one for me is, putting out music because it's like I don't want to put out music that I'm not proud of 
But like the way that I grew so much as an artist so quickly was that when I was in middle school and even high school, I was really prolific. And that experience taught me so much about my artistry. But in the last like five years, really, I've become more of a coward, like, or I'm, I'm just more particular about what, what I put out. But sometimes I'm like, man, I should be a little bit more loose by what I put out. Because if I didn't, if I wasn't, and I, this isn't, you know, you can disagree or it might just be different for me and you. But like, sometimes I feel like if I was a little bit more casual, I would grow faster, you know, mm. but I don't know. There is also something about, about like honing your craft. And I feel like that's what you do. So it might be different. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I... I think it's funny that you said coward and then you like thought twice about it because I'm in the room. No, I thought twice, but no, that's not why. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm maybe it was. I can't I'm remember saying, anymore. <laughs> I'm saying that I think that this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Is that there's just like two ways to do it. And now you're exploring this other way. You're like you're Bob you're Bob Dylan. Or you're like oh. You know, you, you you did that thing. You made records really rapidly for a long time. And then you're like, I'm going to put out, a, you know, a single that I feel really good about and maybe not put it on an album. Yeah. I, I, I love that you just trust your gut. I don't know. Thank you. Maybe you're thinking twice now because you got a mic in front of you and you be <laughs> really analytical. <laughs> Before this, I was like, what should I, what what of myself should I accentuate? So I look more like an intellectual yeah right i legitimately was like what am i gonna talk about yeah Um, totally yeah it's hard this is really casual this podcast doesn't lend you to uh, (laughs) like like i feel the same way myself like i want to like give off a certain impression about myself and then i went just being pretty transparent i'm like hmm i'm like oops oops i let my guard down no i the psychology of releasing music is so crazy and really bad and i think that i try to think of other art forms right that that are similar but we also live in and it's also like you can study it and then it's also like at the same time there's we now live in a new time so it's like even what used like there's all this stuff that we have to study to understand what it means to make music and then we also have to like kind of shoot in the dark it's like well it's 2020 i don't really know yeah. you know and there's somebody out there like doing a certain thing that no one's done before and you're like wait but is that gonna last you know what i mean yeah like uh is that actually uh, i don't totally. know it's just yeah. scary <laughs> everybody everybody isn't like it's like they're a business that's like it's like a startup company Mm-hmm. that's why i feel like with the arcadian wild they're like we're gonna do a live stream every week and then they're like we're gonna do a live stream every two weeks and they're like we're gonna do a patreon and i love that they're yeah they are entrepreneurs and are just kicking butt and doing and yes but i you know yeah there's so there's so many people to be inspired by and i love that i love that like as soon as i self-criticize and I could be like, I could, I should, I should be doing better. That there's also someone who's just like me, mm-hmm. and it's just like doing something new, right? Not as you know, like <laughs> I don't know. It just is super inspiring that um, that you know, like someone would run a Kickstarter because of my Kickstarter, right? Yeah, or or that. 
you know, because somebody did a Patreon that they were like, oh, awesome. Like, thank you for bringing me six months rent. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, especially with Kickstarter, that's a great example. I mean, I studied the Arcadian Wilds Kickstarter to make my Kickstarter. Yes. And the yeah. Nobilities too. And like certain other ones that I was just like, wow, y'all did this. And I can do this too, because I'm seeing you do it. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. Because it, 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 in the, all these ideas are just ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you themselves. mean. Totally. Especially now. Anything entrepreneurial is risky, I guess. Or yeah. At least I feel that way. You know, and everybody's shifting. <clears throat> there. Touring, to me, feels so safe now. As, as radical as that was to travel across the country and just expect 30 people to be totally. in your house show in a city you've never been to. It, it, I don't know. I really miss the. Um, oh man! How solid that was. I do too. It is so solid. It, it's. It is like such a steady way to build a career. Um, yeah. I believe in it so much, and it's been. I think part of starting this is because this is like. A closer thing to touring. I'm like. Sharing a bill with you tonight, and we're just talking. I don't know. Oh. It's hard to explain, but it's like. Whatever nothing will i can't actually replicate touring and i found the ways i try to come close by doing like live stream festivals and stuff some of them you know are really cool and i'm not dissing on them as a concept i think they can work but Mm -hmm. i i've almost just found that i need to just kind of jump into different stuff and like something like this actually scratches like that itch a little bit more which is weird you know yeah i don't know that's a deeper that's that's a long conversation though i guess but like getting into like what quarantine what it means to like adapt to quarantine but sure but it is it is an adaptation and it's taken a long time for me to realize like or i've already gone through so many different phases within quarantine of like what it means to be an artist in quarantine i feel like is that cool to you going through phases have you you, like you ever pat yourself on the back um I try to, I try to like remember stuff or write things down or I don't do a good enough job of that, but yeah, I mean, I've been on cloud nine lately though, like starting this and like also have putting fight song out people yeah. resharing it like that. It's really been good for me. So. The, um, I really like that you're individual art that you're doing visual art. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah. I, totally, well, going back, what we were talking about before but i don't think i've talked to you much about missing touring i think yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> i think i've avoided talking to you about it right hmm yeah i don't talk about it much either well part i just keep trying to move forward sometimes it's like i i even forget how much i miss it like i, I think i said this last night in the show like i take a you know sometimes i take a deep breath and i'm like wow I really miss touring. Actually, no, like two nights ago, I was at a Loves or a Flying J and uh, it was like 11 p.m. Oh, and this, uh, like- all these truckers were like filling up their coffee and like getting in their big trucks and driving off. And I was like, I want to be filling up my coffee cup. And like, yeah. I want to be putting on a record and driving until 3 a.m. trying to get to the next city, you know, which I know isn't what everyone does on tour, but like, I was just like, I want the open road and music and coffee and just like, I want to feel immense purpose and just trying to get from A to B, 
you know. Yes. And bagels in the morning because you're like that's the cheapest thing on the menu. Yeah, or like a yes, <laughs> a biscuit or something. <laughs> oh yeah, and then also the the gas station thing where you're like desperate for food and it's two a.m. which means nothing's open. And then even like the Wendy's is closed and you're like mm, I thought you were twenty four hour but whatever. And then you go to the Flying J and they've got these just sweaty hot dogs. Oh yeah. The thing that you never thought. Yeah. You'd like, but yep. you're like, I if I put another Lay's chip in my mouth, I will die. So then you go, you go for the hot dog. You may even have to warm it up in the microwave. This happened. I think you might have been there. I think we Maybe. were on our way back from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a hot dog at like three a.m. from. There's a uh, there 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 are things that you do on tour that you thought you'd never do growing up, and that's one of them. It's like eating a roller dog. Um, but yes. but now that I now that I tour with like like on our last tour, the one that we can't because dog. of COVID, um, there were seven of us, and it's funny because like there when there's seven of you scraggly touring folks, you there's someone for every niche. Like you can walk into a loves and you're like, one dude's like I'm going for the roller dog, and someone else is like, you know people like someone's like oh I'm gonna get this uh, pickle in a bag, and you're like. You're like people get those i'm like yeah but then they're like dude it's lit and they give you a bite and you're like wow okay i could see how i could do that it's it's like and then the smiles opposite. filling up his icy it's just yeah everyone's got their thing their itch or whatever i don't know <laughs> it's it's so far from like going to glacier national park or like you know somebody with your family mm -hmm. where they're like we're gonna we're gonna stop here for like 10 minutes Yes, exactly. Everyone goes to the restaurant yes. at the same time. So much more chaotic on tour. We, uh, Greg always does this weird imitation of like a youth group trip where like we'll pull up at a stop and he just starts shouting like this like Southern mom. He, I have to back with him like, he'll be like, there's a Wendy's, there's an Arby's, there's a McDonald's. And he'll be like, get back here in 15 minutes. We're going to meet here at 345. And we're just like, stop doing that every time. <laughs> Grant's bits. I know. Oh. <laughs> I miss Grant's bits. I miss Grant being in the back of the tour bus, just like asleep or doing whatever he, or like making a record, like maybe being really productive or I just don't even know what he's doing. He just sits in the yeah. very back seat and he's just like, I can't even hear him because it's a minivan. It's like a yell. <laughs> or whenever uh, he gets hungry and you have to pull off the road like immediately. Oh, oh yeah. I saw this meme. He's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, I saw this meme the other day where it was like, uh, what was it? Me, colon, I could eat. <laughs> and then translation, I will be a completely other person in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's spot on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I gotta find it. That's really funny. That's true. When Grant's hungry, he's hungry. Yeah, you taught me that before I went on tour with him. So I knew. When he wants his Mickey Chicky, you got to get him a Mickey Chicky. Yeah. <laughs> so many. There's Sammy. Wish I had a list of all the words. Do you remember Inkton's? Yes. Yes. He would put Inkton on everything. I guess I did that too, partly. Nebbington. 
<laughs> Which do you do you have those like those ticks or or English idioms that you create by yourself? Yeah, well, just when you're on, it's like part of that. Yeah, it's like the language you just, especially when you're on tour together, you just start talking like each other. It's like you don't even have to talk yeah. anymore. It's just crazy. But I mean, by yourself, like, could you tell me something you've been saying lately? Um, that's new. <laughs> Maybe with Gail, with Gail being me, there, probably. Me and Gail, yeah, yes, we have our own, we have a bunch of things that we say. We're like, we always say whatever, dude. We've started doing that really exactly. We'll go, whatever, dude. We just say that every day to each other. And it just means something that I can't even explain what it could mean. Yeah. Also, we uh, we both just have been going more into the calling things by what kids call them, like Frenchie fries and <laughs> stuff like that. Just trying to yeah. get them. We I just get on my brother's skin just like by being ridiculous like that becoming more of a baby <laughs> there's there's a tiktok um that it was like it's like call it's the series it's a series and it's this boy who like essentially scares his dad with the things that he does and it's like freaking out my african parents is is the it's like part one and it's part two. It's like the same title, part 11. And it's, <laughs> it's this, this man is like doing something in the kitchen. And then the kid will come in and be like, when a man loves a woman. And then the dad has this crazy, like, concerned. <laughs> it's epic, honestly. Send that to are, me. Okay, yeah. The, the TikToks that I love on... We need Joe Rogan, like, uh, yeah, we, we need uh, whatever, like, his, I, I say that this podcast is inspired by Joe Rogan, really, just because I think it's cool that he lets people, people come on as long as they want, but also, he really? has, like, he has, like, a crony, he has, like, this guy who, like, pulls up YouTube videos for him, he's just like, hey, pull that up, and that guy always just pulls him up, like, that's so cool, we need one of those guys for right now who could pull up a TikTok. Yeah, or you need, like, doesn't everybody have like a sidekick like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? They all exactly, have like yes. that one guy that nobody, I, nobody really likes him. But I think that's the point is that you shouldn't have anyone that's cooler than the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, that is it. I would like to have an interesting study on how you decide, yeah, what kind of right-hand man you have, sidekick. Those people are really interesting. Yeah, you can't like pick someone that's... I always like Conan's guy. I can't remember his name, but... Oh, dude, I y'all all like Conan. Yeah, Conan, I know Conan y'all knows. do. Conan has a, like a special place in y'all's heart. He's hilarious. He's just so likable. I've just never gotten it. I think his bits are the things that just don't appeal to me. Weird. Weird. I'm Whatever. gonna have to find that later. That's crazy. Well, my line's open. Wow. Wait, so you'll let me talk until I close up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have you, you, you haven't stopped anyone yet? No. We did an hour and a half for Grant, almost two hours, like an hour 50 for Ella. Ethan's room was like 105. Um, I feel like it's going to be more closer to an hour for people. Like someone yeah. like Ethan, who I'm like, I really respect and I don't know super well. Um, but, uh, like you, I mean, oh, dude, Big Sma is about to come on in like a week. Oh my gosh, you'll never stop. I don't know if we're just going to talk forever or if we're just going to have to like have him come on once a week. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'd be so jealous. That would be cool. 
Maybe uh, I can all just come on all the time. I'm, I don't have any type of uh, – I'm definitely not concerned with, like, putting these out, like, in a strike frame. I'm just putting out as many as possible and just all the time. So I would it, be done. Have you uh, listened to um, somebody who has returned guests? The guy, he takes pictures. He made a documentary of Wilco. Sam Jones? Sam Jones. Have Ooh, you listened no. to his? Okay, and then also David Tennant has a podcast. Oh, we cool. talked about David Tennant. But yeah. basically, those two podcasts that have guests, I, I'm, I think that they're heavily edited, which may be why they're like, so continually dynamic mm -hmm. but those are two podcasts that i like probably oh, do, they, do they do that thing where like they have transition music like answer a question and like some weird song happens and then they no, come back in they're I like mean, so you blah blah, blah oh ads maybe maybe david Tennant doesn't but sam jones definitely has ads he's like here's my friends at sunglasses hut oh no who is that there's another podcast where the guy side. literally whispers the ad. He's like, it's weird. I think it's weird. something that's accidentally. Anyway, maybe, I'll, maybe dude, I, I'd love to get an ad. That'd be <laughs> sick, right? You want me to narrate it for you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have you then on. Then people will know where to stop skipping. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, stop with the girls. What Nice, there's freeze. Yeah, you have to that's do like 15 heard. seconds or whatever so that people oh. can like skip it Sorry. perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go make some pizza. Word. Cool. I'm going to go hang out with my mom and dad. Okay, cool. Ooh, Leslie might be watching Safe Haven. I rented it last night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Are you going to go watch? Wait, is that a show or a movie? It's a movie. It's a, it's a Nicholas Sparks movie. You know the notebook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Julianne Huff and Josh DeHamel. Is that the guy who plays Noah? That's the guy in the notebook's name. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm doing the cast of. Uh, Beth Haven. Uh, safe, safe. <laughs> That's a band. That? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, with that, are we off the air? Uh, <laughs> no. We. I don't know how to go off the. I think. Oh, I think I can stop recording and then you can stay. Can try <gasps> that. that. We can say that. goodbye. So we can do like a recap. We can be like, oh, like that was this crazy. Yeah. No edits. All right. I'll press stop recording. Uh, bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Follow Jack Thompson on the internet. See you next time. See you next time on Freeze's Fun Zone. <laughs>